everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Millennial Life Admin Podcast, personal growth for your work, life, and money. My name is Kimberly. I'm a career coach, and I'm here to help you develop the personal growth skills to meaningfully make and manage your money without hustling 24-7 to achieve work-life balance. How? By tackling the self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and procrastination habits that are holding you back. And today we're going to be talking about December 2020. So this is my personal growth update for December 2020. And if you're not familiar with the series, it's where I update you every month on the behind the scenes of MLA and the personal growth things that I'm still working on in my career and money. Now, I did not do a personal growth update for October and November. I was going to lump them together, but then things kind of got crazy. And um, so this time I'm just going to go for December instead of trying to recap what happened in October and November. I'm going to be really good and try to do this more often because although it's not anything that is like the other episodes, I think that it is good to just reflect even if I don't feel like I have a certain agenda. But today I am going to be talking about December because a lot of things actually happened in December. And I also wanted just to recap, you know, my 2020 wins. So this will be a December slash 2020 recap and how I'm moving forward in 2021. So The first thing I really wanted to talk about today is actually launching my coaching business and that for MLA. And that was something I did in November at the very end of November, going into December. I'm now I'm a little fuzzy about the time myself, but I wanted to talk today about um, not just the, you know, coaching program or anything like that, because there's episodes that you can listen to about it. And I have a whole web page that you can learn more information about that. But I decided to launch a publicly my coaching career coaching business um, to the MLA community in December. And I had been working with clients all year, but actually, you know, um, since like the spring, so May, which is actually kind of like when I started this podcast, actually. And I had been working with a lot of clients. And Up until that point, I had only been working with people who came to me privately. So this was the first time I had opened it publicly. And after I announced that I was actually um, starting a coaching business publicly, I got a few like DMs and um, just even messages from the conversation in my real life about whether or not I was planning on leaving my job now that I started a coaching business. And this is something I wanted to talk about because it is something that you might have um, thought as well. And I have thought about this before because it's so marketed um, to start a, um, a coaching business, to quit your nine to five. Don't, doesn't everyone just hate the nine to five and everything? And the answer the honest answer is no, I do not plan on leaving my nine to five anytime soon. Not within at least the next five years or so. I can't say that this is going to be my answer for absolutely ever because obviously I might change my mind, things might change in my life. But I really love my job and I love coaching, freelancing, investing, and you know, creating MLA, but I love what I do. And I don't just say that because MLA is a career platform. I genuinely wouldn't preach something I didn't truly believe in. And I I also 
think that it's kind of paradoxical. Um, like one of the most strange things I found about the coaching industry and particularly career coaching world is the amount of career coaches that don't like being in the nine to five. Now, I don't think the nine to five is for everyone. Absolutely not. But I wouldn't promote something or help someone enter into an industry or a field or coax someone into the nine to five if I didn't genuinely love it and believe in the benefits of it having and being a part of a meaningful, balanced, and fulfilled life. Like not just in the moment and not just in your career, but like over a lifetime, the long-term benefits financially, health-wise, and fulfillment-wise. There's so much that I personally have of an opinion on on what on benefits onto the nine to five. I don't absolutely not disregard that there are tons of nine to fives that are that are terrible because I've been in those positions before. Um, and I don't I'm not saying that there aren't any challenges in the nine to five, but sometimes I feel like entrepreneurship is as great as it is and as much fun as it is for me to enjoy doing, it is also kind of like not rainbows and butterflies all the time. Like I feel like every avenue that you take, there's pros and cons to everything in life. Like there's no easy kind of like um way out of life, I feel like, even if it seems like that sometimes because um, and this is one of the things I've always thought about as well is I would never want to be royalty. <laughs> and I know this just changed, took a, like a complete turn, but I always thought about that. Um, you know, when like um, Meghan Markle entered into the royal family, I was like, I actually would never do something like that just personally because um, it like it's not just all like, again, sunshine and rainbows all the time. When you enter into something like that, your life is like defined created for you right and I think that that also comes with its own challenges of course you can do other great things but it's the pros and cons of life right if you enter into entrepreneurship there's pros and cons a nine to five has pros and cons right everything has a pro and con um so that's why I you know don't really believe in um, leaving my nine to five right now. And again, I say this for right now in my life at this moment in my life. And I was actually thinking about like doing a podcast episode because I could go on forever about this. And one of the things that I really do in my life is I try to future plan. So I think about, um, what my life would be at like in my forties, like now that I'm entering my thirties, like 10 years from now, what am I, what am I going to be working towards, right? In my 50s, in my 60s, do I still want to be like, um, doing entrepreneurship and doing social media in my 50s? I don't know. Maybe. And that's the thing. Maybe I will do that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I'm really trying to build my career. And for many, many reasons, also really just getting that, um, setting myself up, I feel like for, um, future success. And so I might do a podcast episode all about that, about how to future plan with your nine to five. But wow, that was a tangent. But again, like I don't really, I would never, I, I just don't plan on leaving my nine to five. So if anyone is wondering it out there, entrepreneurship is great. And I really enjoy doing this, but I do love my nine to five as well. So I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. The other thing that I really um, like about my nine to five is because I have a fulfilling career. And I think that's, that is a big part of it. Um, 
I know a lot of people hate their jobs and hate what they're doing. So I, I get it. I understand that. But I really do enjoy my job. And I am just looking forward so much to the kind of impact that I can create when I am able to have more experience, more education, and just that type of impact that I can do for my community. I I can't wait to build more community and have more um, responsibility in that retrospect in my career right now. So I am really looking forward to the next few years in my nine to five. Um, again, I'm. it might not always be the answer. I might one day hit a plateau or I might, if my management changes a lot, I might change careers, like I might change organizations or something like that. Like you can't control absolutely everything. Um, right now I'm in a really good situation, so I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. But again, anything can happen in life. And that is something that kind of moves me into my next point on why um, I am not going to leave the nine to five and one of the benefits of it. But um, if you have been following me for a while, you'll notice that I was promoting my um, coaching program in December and I didn't show up as much as I wanted to. And all of a sudden, I don't know if anyone noticed this, maybe it was just me because I, I kind of just stopped promoting it as much. And there was a reason behind that. I didn't share it publicly because I just didn't want to talk about it. But um, I found out that I lost a friend and this was an old mentor and she um, she and I had gone to Ottawa together. She had been with me at, through my university. I met her as a mentor. Um, she was assigned as one of my mentors in my first couple of years in university. We were in Ottawa together at that time. And she and I had such like a great time just being and relishing in our arts degrees and just being so proud of it. And she was just someone who really got it. And I, I visit her and I catch up with her every time I go back into Ottawa. And her death was really sudden. And that really, like, I was sad. I hadn't, like, seen her since 2018. Of course, I had, if I had gone back to Ottawa um, in the next couple of years, I would have um, caught up with her again. But it, you just never really think about people who are your age passing away. So that was, like, very sudden news that I got. And I was sad. <laughs> like, uh, it, I mean, obviously, that's a very normal reaction. And I didn't feel like showing up online as much during that period because, like, and I think I actually just skipped a podcast episode that week, too. Like, I just didn't feel very, like, um, vivacious. And I didn't want to have to fake it either. And I didn't want to have to force myself to do something where I felt when inside I was feeling sadness. And that is something that I, I do appreciate about my nine to five. I didn't take bereavement leave, but I could have, I know I could have if I, I needed to. Um, because her, because of COVID, the service and everything is going to be online. But um, in 2019, I want to say like last year, but Last year is technically 2020. Like in 2019, I found out an old co-worker had passed away and I actually went to his funeral. And again, I was, um, I got paid time off for the, for bereavement. So there are benefits to a nine to five that I feel like a lot of people discount. It's not just like the paid time off. It's the fact that you can get, take that time to yourself and not feel like you are quote unquote, having to like lose business or especially when you create personal brands, you have 
you feel a sense of responsibility to actually have to continue to show up. And an influencer that I was following, that I am following, but like recently had mentioned something about that. And that really struck me that like, yeah, if you go through something difficult as you know, life does, as we all do, if you're not a personal brand, then you don't have to like, if you and you're just working a nine to five, one of the benefits is that you don't have to fake it. You know what I mean? You don't have to come online, you don't have to create a podcast episode or go on Instagram stories when you when you really don't feel like it. So that was something that happened past month that I really appreciated about my nine to five and also just kind of going through my own personal like acceptance of what's been happening in December. I don't know where you're listening to this from, but I live in British Columbia and uh, in Vancouver specifically. And we had lockdown measures that prevented us from being able to spend the holidays with our families. And that again, like Christmas and New Year's and things like that. It's a really like special time in my family because I have a lot of cousins and we like usually get together in these big gatherings and there's so much food and we do like this massive secret Santa and we did like secret Santa over zoom this year, which was fine. And, um, for anyone on my newsletter, you'll know the funny story that came along with that, but it, like it's, it just wasn't the same, you know, and especially because I look forward to Christmas, like in the holiday seasons, not for the presents or anything. I just like being able to spend this kind of type of time with my friends and family. And I was, I've been look, I look forward to it all year long. And especially during COVID that's in 2020, I thought that maybe by December that the COVID, um, measures and things would calm down a lot and it didn't actually in British Columbia it got worse so it was very disappointing to me and it was very I I don't want to say heartbreaking it just it was very just sad for me I don't know I feel like I should have a better way to describe that but it's just like sadness you know from inside out I'm just like I feel sadness and so although I'm again I I love my family I love my friends and I appreciate that I get to spend it um I at least I do get to spend it with uh, with someone which is my partner it's not it, it just wasn't the same this year and that kind of affected me all right so now that we've gotten the sadness part through with it I wanted to talk about my 2020 wins so this will be my 2020 in review type of thing and I actually got inspired by this because of my um, the coaching program I was in. Someone started a thread in our um, on the website in the program that said 20 wins for 2020. And I thought, you know, I'd share them on the podcast um, just because um, I had reflected on that and it was really enjoyable. And when I was reflecting on it, I almost forgot like everything that happened in 2020 because it's so easy, I feel like, to just put a lot of weight on what happened towards the end of the year and forget there was like January 2020 like before COVID there was a normal time like I was talking about this with my partner and I was like do you remember January 2020 and then like because we had were watching we were watching a video on Vox that was like 2020 in seven minutes and I was like oh my god I totally forgot there was like the Super Bowl and Shakira and JLo did this bomb performance and there were all these people crowded together and you can't even imagine when that could ever happen again. So like that's why I wanted to recap on my 2020 wins all together because I had written them out already. So I wanted to share them with on the podcast as well. So 
the first win that I had in 2020 was my, I started on my career dream path. Like, oh my God, I didn't even write that correctly. I started on my dream career path. At the beginning of 2020, you know, I decided to leave a comfortable, a stable, low stress, but unfulfilling career and move into a job I knew I was meant to be in. So I'm sure many people have heard this story before, so I won't go into it too deep. But I always knew that I wasn't supposed to be on the career path that I was on. and But I just never had the courage to leave. But also, I just didn't ever think I could be qualified for anything other than what I was doing. And I can't even like describe to you how different my December 2020 is from my December 2019. I used to feel like I was on this, you know, dead end path. And now I feel like the world has opened up so much more. And I actually have a meaningful career and, you know, a team that I um, am so part, uh, proud to be a part of and I'm excited to be a part of. And I won't, again, go into this too deep because this was one of my top investments in 2020, which I talked about in episode 31. But it, like, it, it's true. Like, I am genuinely... I'm genuinely just so happy with my career path and I find that was probably my biggest win of 2020 I feel like because it changed the course of my entire career path like it just opened up so much more for me and it put me on not only did it like you know boost my income by 10k which in 2020 was a big help um but it just made 2020 so much better like that I was in my dream career path and I was happy and excited to go to work. First of all, that, you know, I was still working. Um, but just, I feel like 2020 could have been such a downer and could because of so many other things. And I feel like my career path was really a shining light for me. So that's the first one. And the second one was, um, the second one that I had was starting MLA as a coaching business and really working with clients. I have helped and been a part of people's journeys. And it, I just feel honored to be a part of it. Um, the third is I started showing up for my, um, for MLA and for my business, even when it's uncomfortable. So if you've been on my newsletter, if you've, you know, been following me, you'll notice that, you know, I now post a lot more often than I did before. I think when I far first started MLA, in like June 2018, I would post every couple of weeks or so just because I I felt like I always had to be perfect and nothing I posted was that great and I would overthink everything and I would really be um let likes and you know comments and views and things like that affect me so much more than it has now it still does affect me I'm not going to lie and say it doesn't but I can lean into that uncomfortable feeling now um, the fourth is, and I shared this again in my top investments of 2020 as I went to counseling, this year was really hard and I asked for help and I'm proud of that. Um, uh, fifth win. Oh, wow. So the next few wins are going to be like some of the top investments I talked about in my last episode. So I will not expand on them too much. But the fifth is I went to physio again, taking care of myself. Um, the sixth is I invested 10K and I now have a 10K emergency fund. If you listen to episode two of the um, uh, podcast, I know, again, I talk about this so much, but 
I really struggled with emergency fund for so long. So having a 10K emergency fund, especially in the year of COVID, I'm very proud of and I'm very glad I got into. And not only that, but investing 10K. Again, if you listen to episode five of the podcast, I made so many mistakes when I first started investing in 20, I think it's 2018. Maybe 2017. No, I'm pretty sure it's 2018, 2017, 2018. When I first started investing, like I made so many mistakes. It was so embarrassing. I, I share all those mistakes, embarrassing mistakes in episode five, but like it, it was just like I almost never wanted to go back into the market because I had lost money. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was scared. And being able to now invest that 10K and also just being more comfortable with investing and learning that the the strategy that works for me and my tolerance levels and how the markets work, I'm very proud of. And I count that as a win. The seventh is actually when, and by the way, these wins are not ranked other than my first one, because I was just like, when I was writing these down, I was just thinking of things, right? Whatever came like the first thing that popped up in my head. And that's why some of them were my top investments, because that was just just what I was thinking in at the time. And I had, I think I had outlined the episode already. So the seventh one I had is moving downtown with my partner. And then I um, rented out the apartment that I currently ha- own and leaving my old home and starting a new one had its challenges, but I'm so happy with where we are and, you know, the life that we're creating together. I love, like, um, I, I say this, but I love love living in the sky because um, my last apartment was, I was a top floor, but it was a low rise. So I was on the third floor and my view was a tree, which is fine because I love trees. Um, but um, right now I live in downtown and I live really high up and it's just so nice to like be able to watch the sunrise and sunset um, every day other than in January because it's been cloudy and rainy all the time. But it's really nice. And my office is the solarium. So I get a lot of light. And actually, that's where I'm recording right now. Um, my eighth win is actually my coaching client wins. I know I'm like, maybe I shouldn't take credit for their success. But I'm so proud of their continued success. I get updates from my clients. And I just, it it, it just amazing to see how much my clients have grown. And also, just not only their wins, but seeing them grow and find truly meaningful careers. Okay, so if the last part of that sounded like I was repeating myself, it's because my foot fell asleep and I was so in so much pain. I was like trying to find the pause button because these episodes aren't really scripted. So yeah, that's what that was. But yes, I'm so proud of my client wins this year and their continued success not only for accepting new jobs, applying for jobs or not, they are really uncomfortable applying for them and watching them stretch themselves and grow, but also really creating boundaries for themselves and define what it's like to have a meaningful career and life. So one of the really unique things that I had worked on with a client um, the past year is coaching them through declining a job offer. And I know a lot of people will see job offers as the like holy grail kind of beacon especially in 2020 but it was a career that was not the right fit for her and I think there is something to be said about being sure about your career path and how it integrates with your dream career but also 
you know, a career is not just about the time, like not just about the money and the title and stuff, but it's also the time you put into it. And that is something that you cannot always get back. Actually, you can never get that back. So if you accept a career, a job, and you are on a career path for like two years and decide that you don't, you didn't really want it going in and you still don't like it and you still don't really like it coming out, then that's two years of your life that you don't really get back. So I'm really, really proud of my clients this year. My ninth win is actually cooking. I had so many, I tried so many new recipes this year and I think this was also like fast forward, like not fast forward, it was um, increased. I don't even know the word for it. I'm struggling with the word choice for this right now. But I feel like uh, my recipe game and my cooking skills were really challenged in quarantine because I had to learn how to make things that I'd never done before. Um, Things that I used to just go to my mom's house for or when we'd go out to restaurants with my partner's family and especially Asian dishes. So complicated Asian recipes that I thought I never was really capable of doing and it turned out so well. So I'm really proud of like all of my 2020 recipes and how they turned out. I learned how to make my own dumplings. I've almost perfected my fall recipes. I've been, I did that prior to 2020, but I'm like getting so close to it being perfect. And I learned a lot of new recipes from my childhood um, because my family's Vietnamese and also my partner's childhood because he's Taiwanese. So that was really fun. And my 10th win this year was my relationship with uh, my best friends. and the fact that they're still going strong even through quarantine. So one of my best friends lives here, but one of them, uh, one of them lives in California, and she was supposed to come here, but obviously that did not work out. And it can be really hard to be apart from your friends, and even the one who lives here. Although we did see each other a bit, I mean, but not nearly as much as we usually do because you can't just go over to someone's house anymore. Um, it was it, it can be really challenging and it can be really hard but i'm really proud that you know I, that those relationships are still the same and i find that as a win because some i feel like some of the relationships that have changed in quarantine you realize that you know you don't really have that much in common with people sometimes and i don't want to say a friendship didn't sustain um uh what's it called quarantine but it's just that it it changed it a little bit. I don't know if I'm making any sense with this, but I'm really glad that my relationship with my best friends are still going strong. And it's like a timeless friendship where even if we don't get to see each other as much or don't get to talk to each other as much, you just pick up where you left off. So I'm really proud of that. And I can consider that a win. The 11th win that I had was really learning and supporting Black Lives Matter. Again, this is one of my top investments of 2020, so I won't go into it too much, but I'm so much more super conscientious of who I'm supporting now and how I can help moving forward and what businesses and companies I support. I consider this a huge learning lesson win for 2020. Despite everything that has happened in 2020, I'm so glad that we can talk about Black Lives Matter. The 12th win that I had for this year was actually running. And this was only for the first half of the year. So this is one of those things that it's like, 
Oh, yes. What was that like, you know, between January and June 2020? Um, I stopped running after August because um, I had an injury that had flared up again after a hike. But I love running. I find I I use it as my mental stressor, um, my de-stress, and obviously it has health benefits as well. But this, um, at the beginning of the year, because we had moved downtown as well, uh, we are right next to, the, right near the seawall. And so I run on the seawall a lot. And actually, I also discovered how close we were to Sunset Beach. So running on the beach, that was really amazing. That was really fun and like true bliss. So that was really great. Um, the 13th when I had this year was I was really able to define who I help with MLA. So when I first started MLA and I wanted to talk about personal finance, I was kind of feel like a little bit all over the place because I wanted to appeal to everyone and help everyone. But in 2020, I really learned how to be able to help people, especially with self-doubt and imposter syndrome. So not just with the tangible stuff, with learning the skills, of course, that comes with it, but also really learning to how to overcome self-doubt because sometimes the thing that's holding us back is actually ourselves. I know a lot of people are naturally confident and that's great. I was not that way. And so being able to help people create career confidence, create confidence to be able to invest and learn and grow that has been a huge part of MLA this year, and I'm so, so happy about it. The 14th win that I had this year, this year was actually being able to join the group coaching program I did. So again, this was a top investment, so I'm not going to go too much into it in this episode, but um, I'm a part of a group coaching program, and my coach is Sam, and it's not even just working with Sam that's been so incredible this year. It's really the community. And um, we do something called live journaling sessions where we go on Zoom with each other and we just journal. And I had fallen out of the journaling habit and I forgot like how incredibly powerful that can be. So being a part of a group coaching program has really been able to help me get through 2020 a lot easier. The 15th win I had was being a part of the government response to COVID-19. And so this is actually my work, but not my career, like not that aspect of it, the actual work I do. One of the reasons why I love what I do is I find so much meaning and fulfillment in it. And I have always helped people because I've always been in customer service or client service type of role. And it's it's a big part of my career, but, and of course, so I help people one-on-one, but at the end of the day, sometimes I don't know if not, I don't know if at the end of the year, sometimes I didn't really feel like, did I really make an impact or am I just another paper pusher? You know, does, does what I do even like mean anything, right? This year, I did not feel that way at all. I'm really proud of the projects that I was able to complete in 2020, the work that I did, and I know the difference it's made in my community, and that is a complete win for 2020. The 16th thing I learned, um, not learned, sorry, my 16th win, and it was um, a win to learn how to control my emotions 
when literally nothing went as planned this year. This year has just been like a volatile, tumultuous roller coaster ride of emotions. So many highs and lows and so much uncertainty and so much anxiety inducing events. It was just so crazy this year. And I have started to learn how to control my emotions. And this was a part of this actually came from counseling because it was really helpful to have someone's like third party objective view on your life, but also someone who had like professional um, experience and was able to provide like professional guidance and techniques on how to deal with stress and emotions and stuff. So one of the things, and this is just a small thing, is just learning how to control my emotions when it comes to real estate investing. So I have, I, I had really just started um, stock market investing in 2020, but I've been in real estate since 2017. And again, this year has just been like up and down and backwards. And um, it was very stressful, actually. But this year, I really learned how to ride out my emotions when it comes to investing, especially in something like real estate. And just being able to have that type of patience and understanding that, you know, the markets will go up and down, but you actually don't lose or gain anything until you sell. So everything above that in, in, in the stock market, it's called, called unrealized gains and realized gains be, and unrealized loss. Because if you hold on to a stock and it is down, you actually don't lose anything until you sell that stock. And the same goes with property as well. So there's so much that we can't control in life and I'm not even going to get started because with the politics part about the emotions because that would be just be too much for this episode. But learning how to control my emotions is something I consider a 2020 win. And the 17th I win I had is really being able to have the connections I did with the people I did this year. So connecting with people online has been so much fun. Um, if you've ever DM'd me or sent me an email... Or if you um, were a part of the MLA assessments in um, twenty in August, like I love talking with people. I love with connecting with people and with community. And it has been so much fun. And the 18th win I have had for 2020 is really starting my podcast and not stopping, still going, still doing this thing. And in 2020, I averaged one episode per week. So I know I skipped a couple weeks here and there, but on average, I did do one episode per week. And I'm so proud of like how consistent I was on that. And um, I think it's easy when you start a podcast or an Instagram page or a blog or anything to be very discouraged when you don't have like really high numbers or anything like that. Um, I shared that in December and I hit like 1000 downloads and to some people like six or seven months of a podcast to get to 1000 downloads is not, it's like a lot, like not very much because that would take a long time to do, but I'm very proud of how far I've come. And also really the content that I've been sharing, I find that it's very valuable. I've had people tell me that as well. And the two most popular episodes on the podcast are um, how to build an emergency fund and how to turn um, a good interview answer into a great interview answer. So for 2020, for all the people I was able to help build an emergency fund or land a job interview and do well, like I'm like, I feel like that's completely worth it because yes, the podcast is an investment of time. I also pay for it, but 
I just feel like um, it has been so enjoyable to create and learn and to share in this type of way. And the 19th when I had this year was actually learning, not learning, sorry, is starting to have the effects of my car accident from 29 finally subside. So if you didn't know, I had a concussion at the end of 2019. And I didn't know for a long time if I was going to get better because everyone kept saying that, and I had seen multiple doctors about this, is that there's nothing they can really do. Like there's no medicine when you have a concussion that you can just take and everything magically goes away. So I had been feeling the effects of it for a long time, way longer than I thought I would have. And it was kind of scary a little bit because I was like, am I always going to feel this way? Am I always going to be like this? But in 2020, I did start to feel myself getting better towards the end of it. And I'm like, I can see the light. This doesn't have to be forever. And I'm so grateful for my health in that retrospect. And the 20th win I had in 2020 is actually learning how to rest. I think that there is so much rhetoric out there just about hustling 24-7. And like somehow that's glamorous. <laughs> I don't know, but that doesn't sound very glamorous to me to work 24-7. And um, uh, having the benefits of having, you know, hobbies and things that are not monetized 20 all the time is really important. And learning how to rest without guilt is something my coach Sam has really helped me with and learned um, and coached me through. And I love it. And this year, well, in 2020, over the Christmas break, learning how to rest without guilt has actually meant like watching Harry Potter. And so um, Harry Potter is like a commitment. Each each movie is three hours. So I've learned to really be able just to enjoy this time in my life. And I really remind myself that as you know, terrible as quarantine is, you know, sometimes it's enjoyable as well, just to be able to spend time with yourself. And you don't always, I, I know in my life, especially because I do consider having a family, I know this won't always be this way. So I do try to appreciate the rest that I can have right now. And the last and the, the bonus win of 2020, because this only applies to Christmas, I'm not going to count it, is actually, um, I was very on top of my presents this year and wrapping and everything. And I actually wrapped on um, my brother's gifts, some of my brother's gifts as well, and my partner's gifts. And everyone complimented the, um, the wrapping this year. So I thought that was great. Like we did like the gift deliveries and we opened them through Zoom and people were opening gifts and they're like, wow. And, you know, to my partner or my brother, they, they're like, you, you wrapped this so nicely. And I was like, you think they did it? No, I'm doing good. I did it. I wrapped their gifts for them. So that was a last and fun win of 2020. Okay, so this episode went way longer than I thought it would. So I'm not going to really talk that much about my 2021 plans. I think that I will save it for another episode. But thank you for being a part of this journey in 2020. I super appreciate it. And I have so much more in store. See you in 2021. I know that's so lame, right? Um, until next time, happy saving and spending. And remember, I'm always cheering you on. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Millennial Life and Men podcast, I highly encourage you to leave a review or rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. This helps more people discover the podcast and become a part of this community. Remember, we're all figuring out this work-life-money thing together.